Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, as of right now, the Lions are much closer to winning a Super Bowl than the Vikings, unfortunately. We'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, but today, I think this, boys, I think this is the fourth year that we have done this official exercise where we try to quantify exactly how risky it is, risky in air quotes, to draft a quarterback. Because I think there's a lot of just sort of fear-based discussion about whenever it may be. And we, and you know, it looked like maybe four years ago, maybe the Vikings would look to draft a quarterback and then a couple years. Or so we've kind of done this exercise for three or four years. But it's it's always caked in, boy, you got to be careful because if you draft a quarterback, it's very, very risky and it could blow up in your face, right? So we as a show have put together the research on this and we update it every year. And today is that episode where we try to decipher exactly how risky it is by round, by slot, historically, the last 20 years. Presented by Quick Trip, Judd Zolgad, before we get yep. Yes, and that is uh, also... It's presented by Quick Trip, but it is presented by their quality gas guarantee because their quality gasoline guarantee this time of year, it's cold outside, you're driving around, you want to know what's in your gas tank, right? Is the best gas possible? It's going to get you from point A to point B. Well, Quick Trip, which offers you basically everything, I mean, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, I could go through, through that, also offers you a peace of mind when it comes to the gasoline in your gas tank. And that is something that places don't do, but Quick Trip does. You know why? Because they're the best around. Quick trip. Check them out and enjoy the fact that you have security in your car. Yes. Uh, do you agree with my assessment that whenever we start to talk about, okay, the Vikings might draft a quarterback, that a large chunk of the pushback is how risky it is? Does that that's that's how I feel whenever I get into discussions about the future of the position. But you got to be careful moving off a known commodity for right, something that's for a rookie like a Jordan one in Love. ten shot or something. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's fair to, to say that part of the reason why it's security of a Cousins 
um, is seen as a luxury is because of the fact that you do, and, and you do, you run a risk by taking a young quarterback, but of course, I'm sure we're going to talk about the risk reward of that as well, because the reward can be enormous uh, due to not only performance, but also the contract. Yeah. What about you, Dex? And you're mingling with Vikings fans and yeah, over it's, the years. It's, uh, it's the, mostly the post-traumatic ponder syndrome that people are, that are scared of, which is weird because the Vikings moved off Brett Favre, who was just, you know, retiring. It wasn't, wasn't like they were moving off a known commodity that he still had years unconscious left. Unconscious on, yeah. on the frozen TCF Bank Stadium field. Yeah, they literally had to put in a new field for the poor guy. Um, and with Teddy, there was there was excitement and there was hope because, you know, it was a bridge with Matt Castle, and then he gets thrusted in and things look good, but then his knee absolutely explodes in the most freak way, Minnesota sports way possible. So then people just have this, like, post-traumatic disorder of oh well it's gonna be one of those two every single time either a complete bust and ponder or our guy's just gonna shred his knee randomly and then they're like nope don't just sign the case keenum sign the kirk cousins or overpay for the kirk cousins and we'll go from there and don't ever draft a quarterback because we need an edge rusher right now damn it in their defense though i will say this you can be like mid 40s and never had true quarterback security as a vikings fan which is incredible like Culpepper started, and and the problem too is, it's the it's the um, the Viking fan who starts to trust, you know, Culpepper two thousand four MVP type season, right? Like this is gonna be a this is gonna be your franchise guy two thousand five, Nigos. So I I get it, but I think that this conversation is worthy of having because if you do hit what we're about to talk about, there is a whole lot of good stuff that can happen and being afraid is not why Quasi and O'Connell were hired. They weren't not hired to be afraid. Well, to this point they are, they have been. Well, but I'm saying I want them. I, I don't, I wouldn't have given them the job though and said, Hey, 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 be careful, be careful. They clearly tried to milk Kirk for a couple of more years, but they, might, they might try to milk him for a couple I, more. We'll have to see. What I know, but, but their job, in, in my opinion, especially O'Connell, his job is to find and develop a quarterback who's considered his guy. Yeah. Well, let's, okay, let's dive into some of the the research here. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with the percentage chance that a quarterback pans out by round. So if you draft a quarterback in the first round, how many of those hit? If a quarterback is drafted in the, I, I divvied it up into first round, second and third round. So basically day one, day two, and then day three or undrafted. Last 20 years, so we're just going back the last 20 years, might be 21 years actually, uh, and we're, we're not counting the guys in the recent draft or even the last two drafts that we're not fully sure about. Yet. So like Bryce Young doesn't count yet. Anthony Richardson doesn't count yet. I think C.J. Stroud does count. That's fine. He was so, he was so good that I know he doesn't have a three-year sample, but Unless you guys want to pull C.J. Stroud off the board. He was so good oh, as a rookie, fine. he's going to count. Yeah, okay. he put up numbers that we have never seen from a rookie quarterback. So, yeah, he counts. He counts. Okay. And when I say this is kind of a subjective exercise, so fight me as you will on this, but when I say pan out or worked out, I'm saying that they were at least a league average quarterback for a multi-year stretch. So, obviously, there's some guys at the top end of that where it's like Patrick Mahomes – Congratulations, you drafted the greatest quarterback of all time, Kansas right. City. Come on down. You get to win Super Bowls. Uh, but then, like, there's Carson. I think Carson Wentz is a hit because before the before the injury, he was actually in the race for an MVP. He helped lead the Philadelphia Eagles to the doorstep of, like, a 13-win season. And then Nick Foles took over 
So again, some people might say Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz before the injury was actually one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the league. And then he just wasn't the same guy. Okay. So there's a couple guys like that on the fringes, but by my subjective math of the 61 quarterbacks we know about that we have a conclusion about the last 20 years, first round quarterbacks, 50% of them have panned out. So again, on the high end, you got Mahomes, you got, you got uh, like Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers going back to the first part of the sample size, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud. So 50% of first round quarterbacks the last 20, 21 years have panned out to be pretty darn good or on the high end Hall of Fame level, right? If you just go back since 2016, that number is even better. So first round quarterback since 2016, we can make a judgment on 24 of them. So we'll leave Anthony Richardson out. We'll leave Bryce Young out. We will count CJ Stroud. So of the 24 first round quarterbacks since 2016, we can make a judgment on 15 of them have panned out. So two thirds of first round quarterbacks. And here's the list. Jared Goff. Now, is he a Hall of Famer? No, but he has now driven cars to the Super Bowl and to the NFC Championship game with two different franchises. Mm -hmm. Pretty good quarterback. Carson Wentz, you can fight me on that one if you want to. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, before he was out for two years with the Creed Massage stuff, was one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the NFL, so we're going to count him with the Texans. Baker Mayfield, I know. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has multiple playoff wins. He's put up some pretty darn good numbers. He's a league average or better quarterback for at least two or three years in the handful of years since he was drafted. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. I'm counting Jordan Love. Yeah, with that. The dude was lights out, right? Yep. Yep. Go with that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, CJ Mm -hmm. Stroud. And this is a borderline one, but I'm going to put Justin Fields in here because Justin Fields is going to be, he's going to be a starting quarterback for either the Bears or somebody else next year. Yeah, He's, he's, going, to, he's going to be kind of right on that league average level when you include his legs. Um, the guys that weren't, so the guys that didn't pan out since 2016, Paxton Lynch, Mitchell Trubisky, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. But a handful of those teams just said, oh, Josh Rosen sucks. Let's go get Kyler Murray. And then the Niners were like, oh, Trey Lance sucks. Let's go get literally anybody else. Uh, Brock Purdy, I guess, with the last pick. And then uh, the Jets said, oh, man, we whiffed on Zach Wilson. Cool, we'll just bring Aaron Rodgers in. So it, for, for some of those teams, it didn't cripple them to the extent that you would think. So that, that's so, just the first round. Yep. No, I think the thing with – the first round and this is exclusive to this round is I think you actually need to break them down by draft position as well. Oh, we have that too. Cause like, like Baker Baker is a league average quarterback. And if he was taken like 15th, it'd be like, Oh hell yeah, I'll take that. Where he he was was taken is disappointing. Carson Wentz, same type of thing. I think if you get in the top five, um, you don't necessarily have to be bound for Canton, but you do have to produce more. Uh, but like Jordan Love, yeah, absolutely. Like that's a late round, first round pick. So yeah, the, the first round is the one where I would actually segment them off. So let's like do that. Did. We have we actually had full credit to listener Chris Muller who did this. I think like back in the off season, he sent this to us via email, and he put together his list. Started off as the first round quarterbacks by slot. So were you the first quarterback, the second quarterback? Sure. 
I kind of built it out to be, I went back to two, I built this out back to 2000 off the back of Chris's research and just put together the first five quarterbacks drafted each year back to 2000. So were you the first quarterback off the board? Were you the second quarterback off the board? Were you the fifth quarterback off the board? And here's what it looks like. Again, kind of the same subjective exercise. Did they pan out? Were they at least a multi-year league average starter or not? First quarterback off the board, 65% of them since 2000 have panned out. Which, oh, that's, that's kind of risky. But I bet if you did that exercise, and we have some of this too, for other positions, it's not like, remember some of the edge rushers and offensive tackles that flamed oh, out sure. over the yeah, years? Yeah, this happens across the board, no question. You know, if you're, so first quarterback off the board, 65% hit rate. Second quarterback off the board, 38% hit rate. I'm not counting Geno Smith, who was the second quarterback off the board, because he wasn't a hit initially. He was he was a backup for like eight years, and then right. he became a hit for a different franchise. Third quarterback off the board, down to 27% hit rate. Fourth quarterback off the board, down to a 14% hit rate. It's basically Derek Carr, Jordan Love, and Justin Fields. And that's kind of it since 2000. That's pretty the, disappointing. Yep. The, now, the fifth quarterback off the board actually jumps up to 32%. So I don't know if this is a sample size thing or not, but if you're the first quarterback off the board, you have the best chance of being a hit. Second quarterback off the board, best chance of being a hit. Fifth quarterback off the board is the third best chance of being a hit. And then it's third and fourth after that. And I wonder if like, once you get to the third and fourth guy, I wonder if teams are reaching a little bit based on yeah. athletic ability. We're going to take a chance. And by the time you get to the fifth guy, it's a guy that's like not, a combine master, but he's maybe had good production in college. And so um, obviously there are some hits after the fifth quarterback, like Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, but the odds are very, very low once you get to the sixth or seventh quarterback off the board, the Jaron Halls, the guys like that. So, um, and then just to finish this out, and then we can dive in on this. Let's go back to the buy around information. So again, first round quarterbacks, Last 20 years, it's about a 50% hit rate. 30% were complete busts. Like Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder, Brady Quinn, Tim Tebow, just like total disasters. And 20% of first-round quarterbacks are guys that didn't ruin your franchise. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles were like, you, you went to the playoffs once with them or something, and they weren't a total disaster, but they settled in as backups long-term. In the second round and the third round, so if you draft a quarterback on day two, the last 20 years, only 16% panned out. Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, Derek Carr, Colin Kaepernick, Andy Dalton, Matt Schaub, and Jimmy Garoppolo. 72% of day two quarterbacks, complete busts. And then 12% of day two quarterbacks held their own for like, a year or two, like Nick Foles made that incredible run. And then uh, Jacoby Brissett is in that mix. There's guys like that. Sure. Once you get to the fourth round or later, right. this is where you got to be really careful doing the, but Brock Purdy, but Kirk Cousins, right? Yes, those guys panned out. But only 6% of fourth round quarterbacks or later, out of 139 of them drafted in the last 20 years, have panned out. It's Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Tony Romo, who was undrafted, Dak Prescott, Tyrod Taylor, Matt Castle, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and David Garrard. And I'm being very liberal with those last two. Or three. You're, being yeah. you're being generous <laughs> to 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you could fight me on like three of those for sure, maybe four. Yes. 90% were complete bust that, you know, Declan's guy, John David Booty, you know, just uh, he was in camp for a minute. That was kind of it. And then 4% of fourth rounder later stuck in the league. They they did something like a Case Keenum run one time or a Brian Hoyer, Gardner Minshew type yeah, they're, guys. They're backups. Mm-hmm. So You'll basically, if if you if you don't draft a quarterback in the first round, you are praying to the football gods at a 16% or a 4% rate that that guy is going to be a multi-year average to above average starter. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. So this is the this is the thing about the, the process, too, is I think that there has been a fear ordinarily that, well, if you take a quarterback and you play right away, and if you can't play right away, does that make the player a bust? Because in some of these cases, we are talking about guys that take a little bit of time, too. Um, Geno Smith. But, yeah. yeah, but this entire but this entire exercise also comes back to why I said I, I thought, and hell, I, I might be wrong now, I thought that this current administration for the Vikings was brought in to do exactly this, to draft a quarterback, to identify it. And look, it can cost you your job if you're wrong, but if you never do this, this is the vicious cycle, right? This is the vicious cycle of, well, now we're going to go on to this guy. And now, and and this is, if you want to get into the, and let's forget his name for a second, but let's talk about, let's talk about quarterback X, who was signed to a massive contract by the Vikings back like in 2018. Say his so, name. I don't even want to mention him. No, because it, that, that that's polarizing. <laughs> that's a lightning rod. I want to talk about this as a, as a theory of how this works. Let's call um, him Philip Rivers. Let's call him Matt Ryan. To, well, he's got like 12 kids if he's Philip Rivers. Um, but when you do that, that's where you tie up salary. That's where you don't have the luxury of, of as we've talked about a thousand times, but it's, it's a good conversation building out your roster, right? Because now you're tied up in a quarterback and now you have no choice. And if you develop that guy and after five years, okay, this guy is our guy for five more. That's one thing. But when you have to go to the store and shop for that guy because you because you simply and this is what Spielman did he threw up his hands and and he said it ain't working for me I'm going to go get one um, this is why you have to take that gamble this is why you have to take that chance and I think the only question is where do you want to take it do you want to try to get in to that top three God forbid you're wrong it's going to be trouble but if you're right it's huge well or I do think- you want to wait till where the Vikings are. But yeah, this is this is a conversation that, in my opinion, like the Vikings need to face the demon. They need to face. They need to stare down the demon, their own fears. Like they need therapy, and they need to understand in that therapy session that unless you're willing to look at yourself, to look at those demons that scare you in the mirror and say, "Screw it, we're going to do it, no matter what," we're going to continue to have a team that basically. Uh, is in the deep end of the pool and is barely staying afloat. Yeah, I, and, and it, it is risky. But yeah. here's the other thing to this. People act like it's only risky to draft a quarterback. It's safer to draft something else. 
which is a fallacy as well. If you look at the last, <laughs> I just look back at the last like 10 years of drafts, all right? I went back to, actually, I went back to 2000, so last 15 years of drafts. If you just take all positions drafted in the first round, only 40% of first rounders made a Pro Bowl at some point. So, okay, oh, it's really risky to draft a quarterback. So I better, <laughs> I better be careful with, you know, the most important position in sports and taking a gamble that that guy doesn't pan out so I can take Mike Hughes. You know, so I can take Laquan Treadwell. It's risky. So I can take Garrett Bradbury. Like, okay, but but it's risky because and teams get scared because of this. Because your point is spot on. They get scared because people remember quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Like if I whiff on Mike Hughes, people will bitch in general about cornerbacks, right? Oh, the Vikings always take a cornerback. But how often do do we hear what you just said, which is Mike Hughes? Imagine Mike Hughes was a quarterback and the Vikings got that, that wrong. And then I believe that was the same draft that Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson? was taken by Baltimore. Yes. Right. But imagine how much we would hear about that. If, but, if we that got... but we should, like we should amplify that. And now Rick Spielman I, has already been fired. So if... I don't, dis <laughs> I don't disagree. But what I'm saying is I think that there's a human hesitancy to take quarterbacks to be more as executives. I think they're more afraid because that gets marked down on their permanent record where we sort of forget, eh, yeah, you whiffed on a cornerback. I'm tired of you taking them. But I don't think it's nearly – I mean, we'll talk about Ponder till I die. Ponder right, but that, that's the thing. Like, but you nailed it. People it, – it's the risk that you took and whiffed on is the thing that gets judged, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, the Vikings drafted Christian Ponder, which was a risk. You're taking a quarterback in the first round. He doesn't pan out. Glaring mistake. But we ignore the risk that you don't take. Not taking yeah. Lamar Jackson and having one of the best quarterbacks of this generation does not get talked about because the Vikings, the Vikings decided to sign Kirk Cousins for the first fully guaranteed contract in NFL history and then let the rest of their roster erode starting in 2018. And now people have spent the last six years complaining about the rest of the roster being eroded, which yeah. is exactly what Mike Zimmer predicted before they signed Kirk Cousins in 2000. <laughs> Mike Zimmer is over there at the combine. Beware the Ides of Kirk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And like what what would have been riskier for the Kansas City Chiefs? You could say, wow, you have you have Alex Smith. You guys, you're winning 10, 11 games. You're going to the playoffs. And instead of drafting an edge rusher to help Alex Smith have a better defense or a weapon on offense to help Alex Smith get better, you're drafting a quarterback that's going to sit for a year. But the risk for the Chiefs would have been not drafting Patrick Mahomes. But if they would have passed on Patrick Mahomes, Nobody would have like like I'm sure there would have been some smart people in the Kansas City media that would have well, raised they, a flag. They wouldn't but, have traded up, dude. But it would have been like, oh, it made sense. Yeah, they went and got a wide receiver for Alex Smith in the late yeah. first round because they're trying to make the Alex Smith team better. So here, so here's the question though, to the Wilfs. if they're going to continue to ride this train and they're going to continue to run things back, why did you fire Rick then? Like why? Like like what was the purpose in firing wow. Rick? If these guys aren't going to do what I thought that they were, if these guys are going to continue status quo, why was Rick fired? Because the only thing that Rick couldn't do was, or I shouldn't say the only one of the key things he could not do, and and one of the reasons why I thought he got fired was because of his inability to identify a young quarterback. But if O'Connell and Quazy aren't going to identify a young quarterback in the first round, what was your purpose? In, in the change, just cosmetics. Well, the the well, the other main thing was 
Zimmer and Spielman clearly had a fractured relationship. Sure. But to your point, okay, Mike Zimmer's been around for eight years, fractured relationship with the general manager. Mike Zimmer clearly not getting the most out of this team anymore. So maybe it would have made sense. It's a valid question. Kevin O'Connell has done more than Mike Zimmer did in the last two or three years with Kirk Cousins, with the roster. Oh, yeah, he's, Zimmer, he's squeezed yes. 13 wins out, so that makes sense. Yes, 100%. Has Quasey done anything so far in the, in the two years as general manager that Rick Spielman wouldn't have done at the same level or better? No. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think the only, the only thing would be that Spielman, I mean, he did it before with, like, Randy Moss, but when they went met out and made the Hawkinson trade, which was a big deal, and that was a big trade and a good trade that the Vikings did. But I also think that's the product of the NFL trade deadline finally being more exciting, too. Like, I think that's a league thing. I think the league has realized, oh, we, we should actually be buyers of the trade deadline. We're like, before, up until a couple years ago, the only thing the NFL was lacking against the four major sports was the trade deadline was the most boring thing in the world. Nothing ever happened. Now things are actually happening. Um, I think they wanted someone in the Wilfs and ownership with their general manager that they can still puppet string him to a degree. And Rick, I think, was also a, a product of that as well. We also we also can't say definitively that the TJ Hawkinson trade was a good trade that helped the Vikings win more games, right? I, I love TJ. I think TJ Hawkinson's a good player, and but like the minute he stepped in the door, the clock was ticking. You had to make him one of the two or three highest paid tight ends in the NFL, and then the Lions turn around with the extra draft capital and just draft a better tight end for Younger. a rookie scale contract, right? Well, I think I think we can definitively say that Hawkinson played a really big role in the Vikings' success in 2022. After that, he becomes expensive, so I get your point. But if you are going to just if, – if at the end of the day, come March or, or the combine, I don't know, if you're going to stick with quarterback X, then I, I go back to my question. Zimmer had to go. I totally get that. But why did you decide – to change the GM, and why did you bring in what we perceive to be, and I think he, he is an offensive guy who's considered a quarterback guy, to just continue to work with Kirk? Like, did, did you – did is the thought process that, okay, if this guy can work with Kirk, if these people can work with Kirk, Kirk is the, the you know, and the, these are my words of assumption, the face of the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And we just needed he, someone yeah, to work with is. Kirk. But is but was that the process? My interpretation of the entire thing was, yeah, you know what, Kirk has at that time a couple of years left, but then we're going to go get a, a guy. And to your point with the draft slots and the rounds, it's very clear where if you're going to get that guy, he needs to come from. Well, so to, to, to this point, your assumption is, with all due respect, sports dad, is wrong. I know you, you you assumed two years ago that oh these guys are, and I did too by the way I did too I, I you're, no you're right I, there's a very famous Phil Mackey tweet out there from two years I'm ago wrong. saying you really think these guys are going to come in here and attach this is the first shot they both get maybe the only shot as a GM and a coach and they're going to attach their first three years to Kirk Cousins who is essentially the the equator of NFL starting quarterbacks like that's and the answer is to this point yes two years in they have and they are strong. According to you know some of the odds makers, they are the odds on favorite to bring him back on like a two year extension. So until the, until their actions show otherwise, from the Wilfs through the new front office to Kevin O'Connell, they moved Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman out so that new people could come in and just get more out of Kirk Cousins and a similar group, right? No, you're right. Yeah, 
I, I'm trying to get my head around what you're saying because I don't disagree one bit with you, but it's such a philosophically different approach than what I thought. Like, like, what's the comparison here? I thought you bought a house to te- tear the house down and build a new house, when in reality you basically brought you basically bought the house to slap some new coats of paint on yeah. the house. Yeah, you you just wanted to redo the driveway. You didn't want to re- you didn't want to remodel the kitchen. Yeah. You know, you, you just want you wanted to start small. And if we if we have to then take some sledgehammers and start going full whole makeover, we can. But that is not the idea of flipping this house. They, they, they do not want to do that. Like three more bathrooms. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, I know and, I thought you were going to tear the house down. They just put I thought you new were gonna, trim on the windows. I thought Ryan, po- Ryan Poles wanted to go extreme it. home makeover. They said, no, 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 yes. no, no. We just want those cracks filled in the driveway. That is all they wanted to do. I thought you had a nice plot of land. And the house was okay, but it it's a lake house. So that you know, like they do in the lake, they come in and they demolish the 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 nineteen sixty five house and they build a gorgeous new one. That's what the lions so far, did next door. Yeah, and so far Phil's right. I'm I've been dead wrong. Like I'm not trying to defend myself. I'm trying to I'm trying to talk about what my interpretation of what I thought was going to take place with so far it could change yeah. what's taken place. So I think to to sum this all up. It's really like relative to the other positions that you could be drafting. It's really not that risky, quote unquote, to draft a quarterback in the first round. In fact, the risk is in not taking those shots, missing on the job, like not even taking a swing to get a Josh Allen, to get a Lamar Jackson, and then the five years of rookie skill contract. I would say lesson number two is once you get past the first round with quarterbacks, the last 20 years, you are crossing your fingers, man. 16% shot in the second and third round and less than a 5% shot in the fourth round or later. When you're drafting Jaron Hall and you're drafting Kellen Mond, you're not really drafting a quarterback of the future. You're drafting a guy that you hope can stick as a backup in two or three seasons. So we do have a mock here, a very interesting uh, mocker from I want a mock! Mock! Bucky Brooks hey, from NFL.com. Hey. I like Bucky. Bucky, yeah. presented by our friends at Ballard's Resort. So we're looking out already into the summer months here with this because these uh, these rooms book fast, these trips book fast. Ballard's Resort is right on the south shore of Lake of the Woods, right where the Rainy River flows into this massive lake. Very easy to drive up there. It's just a day trip up toward the Canadian border water. Top-notch accommodations, great fishing you can catch 10-pound walleye with the help of a U.S. Coast Guard licensed guide, and they fully equip you with all the uh, necessary fishing equipment. But these dates book fast, so go to BallardsResort.com, BallardsResort.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends over at Zero Res, all right? So, guys, listen, you probably never cleaned your carpets. Have you actually had deep, cleaned carpets and air ducts before? Let's be honest, Purple Daily listeners. Zero Res is here to help you do that. They have a 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google, 17,000 reviews. And uh, if you ask for the score on special, you can get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 and $75 off when you get those air ducts cleaned. Call Zero Res today at 952-ZERO-RES or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Say you want the score special and spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same, Zero Res. I want a mock! Mock! Bucky Brooks. Let's 1.0. go. 1.0. Let's see here. He's got some notes here. I'm trying to see if uh, he's got some notes. trades here. Looks like, okay, he's got the Bears taking Caleb Williams. Okay. 
He's got the Commanders taking Drake May and the Patriots taking Jaden Daniels. So he's going chalk with the first three picks. All right. Chalk. I would say chalk with the first four picks with the Cardinals taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. And then the Chargers taking Brock Bowers, the Georgia tight end. The Giants taking Roma Dunze, the Washington wide receiver. Titans taking Olufashanu, Penn State tackle. Falcons taking Dallas Turner, Alabama edge rusher. Bears going edge rusher with Laatu Latu from UCLA. The Jets taking, oh, this would be great for the Jets, who desperately need a left tackle. Joe Alt from Notre Dame falls Ooh. right into the Jets' lap. So he he fell big time there because I, I think the majority of the mocks we've done, Joe Alt's like going fifth or sixth, right? Yeah, he's we've seen him going Titans. We've seen him going a couple different places. But yeah, okay. this is, and that puts the Vikings on the clock at 11, where Bucky Brooks from NFL.com has them selecting out of Florida State University edge rusher Jared Verse. I want a mock. Mock! Adding an athletic pass rusher to the lineup will enhance the Vikings' aggressive schemes under Flores. The Florida State standout flashes double-digit potential as a sack artiste. I think we have to be prepared for this. If Daniil leaves, we for sure do. So, yeah, yeah. like as much as... As much fun and as intriguing as it is to talk quarterback, and despite what you have painted, Phil, with the first round and the odds, I think we need to be very much prepared for the Vikings to go defense. Um, If it pleases the show, I'd like to recklessly speculate about pick three. Oh, wow. Like at the end of the show here, or do you want want to save this for? No, 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 because it's just going to be a – It's something I've been thinking about, though, of late, and I I just wanted to – Get this off my chest, okay? The New England Patriots, Jared Mayo, a defensive player, is their coach now. I believe they have said that they might not hire a GM until, like, after the draft. Like, there's no hurry. Like, there's no one in charge of football personnel, I guess. Jared is, much like Bill was, okay? Are we convinced they're going to take a quarterback when he's a defensive guy and they have a lot of needs? No, I'm not. And... I, I'm just saying, one, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Two, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Patriots are open for business. I think going chalk there is really boring. I see I see where you're going with this analysis, and I agree. Analysis I, I could, I could see Patriots, they have a ton of cap space. I could see them going like veteran Ryan Tannehill in free agency and then yep. second round J.J. McCarthy or something. Yep. And then they use this pick either as leverage to trade back and get more picks or draft one of the defensive players or whatever. Yeah, I could I could see you there. I feel like the Patriots are, are really in a good place for a hard, hard reset. Yeah, and they've got some I don't think I don't think Gerard Mayo is coming in with the expectation that you need to be beating the Buffalo no. Bills and the Dolphins next year and Winning 11 no. games. I don't think. I haven't listened and, to a lot of Boston sports radio in the last couple of weeks, but Yeah, I hear Red Sox suck. Patriots suck. Um, the other thing with the Patriots, too, is, uh, you know, I mean, for as great as Bill was, it sounds like the cupboards are really bare. I just don't know if this is the time to take that quarterback and, like, okay, is that guy going to click? Plus, if he doesn't have a, t- a ton of help, that's a lot to ask. Um, it just it feels like a real opportunity where it would make sense for them to probably 
There's probably a multitude of roads that they could go down, and I'm not convinced quarterback is going to be it. Well, let's let's maybe we can do this tomorrow. Maybe we do the what would it look like to trade up into the top three, and what would what would be the motivation for the other teams in the top three to even do business with you? Maybe we can do that episode tomorrow. We've we've been kind okay. of sitting on Thursday. that for a couple tomorrow's weeks here, Thursday. So. Last time I checked, it's reckless speculation, it's reckless speculation Thursday. Thursday. Okay, yeah, you map map out your theories for tomorrow. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Give, give us the the inspiration for all three of those teams. Why would they do business with the Vikings, or or and maybe the Bears wouldn't. Right. But why would the Commanders? Why would the Patriots when they could draft a quarterback? Why? Like, what's the logic? It can't just be like the Vikings are going to give up this to Can trade I say up just because. Like, okay, here. No, the we're Vikings, gonna, it was a thought exercise for them. Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth to the Commanders <laughs> and a second. The, I'm a fourth. A third. Okay, a third. Yeah. Fourth, that works. All right, that's a wrap. Purple Daily here. Daily Vikings Entertainment speculation. We'll see if we write that down. Predictions also later today.